Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Light Boom. It's always, always, always great to have you guys around and I'm on a roll today. <laughs> so for the past few weeks we've been on the series Unashamed and it's been amazing so far. The feedback from you guys has been great too. Keep listening, share with your friends, send in mails, <laughs> respond to our mails, and just keep in touch. Your, your feedback is really important. So we'll be diving right in today and we'll be talking on goody two shoes, the believer as a goody two shoe. And I'm sure you're familiar with the word. If you're not, being a good two shoe means being overly good <laughs> if that's if that's even a thing but that's the whole point and i put it on a series because it's really important while a believer is not saved by works because Ephesians 2 verse 10 tells us that we are saved by grace through faith not of our works lest any man should boast and then the next verse tells us we are the workmanship of christ created in him for good works so it's not our works that save us right but still our works are really important they're very very important and a believer should be good and exhibit good qualities that's the life we've been called to live as i said it's not because it will take you to heaven or all of that the reason for that is because we have received the holy ghost in us and we are to walk by the spirit just as christ has made us second corinthians 5 15 puts it this way and that he died for us that all who now live no longer live unto themselves but for him who died for us and was raised again from the dead the summary of that is jesus died for us and we are indebted to him long and short so it's our duty it's our responsibility it's the whole call on our lives to live good in galatians 5 we see Paul explaining to the Galatian church about works of the flesh. And he said works of the flesh are obvious. He mentioned them envy, lewdness, malice. He mentioned a whole lot of them. And then he went on to mention the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, self-control. And these things in themselves are good virtues. They are really good virtues. And they should mark the life of the believer. It's important because that's the only way we can really tell if you are saved. By your works, we would see what you truly believe. Because salvation is of the heart and is between you and God. So we can never really tell your salvation story till we see your works, till we see your actions. And even Paul emphasizes this when he was talking to Titus. He wrote a letter to Titus and he's, he was talking about false teachers and he says they claim to know God but they deny him by their works. That was in Titus 1.16. So your works are a mirror of what you have believed. I saw a quote somewhere that you cannot claim to have received grace if you have not learned to live graciously amongst people. So you can't claim to have received God's goodness if you cannot express god's goodness to men as well and um i'll be running through examples from scriptures to solidify your convictions in this area and to remind you stir up your hearts on the importance of goodness 
okay before i go any further what does it really mean to be good simple definition to be good is to perpetually perform acts of moral uprightness <laughs> did that sound simple to be good simply means to do everything that is considered morally upright i think i actually think that's simple enough to catch on so it means that you are gentle it means that you're kind kindness is such a big deal it means that you are not resentful towards people it means that you're not vindictive and so many other things that i could mention so right now i'll just dive into examples as i said one powerful example that comes to mind is the story of philemon and onesimus so philemon was a well-to-do man in Colosse, and he was paul's friend yeah he was paul's friend because paul wrote to him in a friendly manner by what we saw so he was paul's friend and philemon had a slave onesimus who had run away from him and philemon suffered loss because of this action along the line onesimus ran into paul in some other city and he received the gospel became a christian now paul was sending onesimus back to philemon with a letter as well when i was studying the story i just realized how big of a deal this was because then if a a slave was returned to his master or a servant was returned to his master there were consequences for whatever misbehavior had happened in the past and it could range from flogging to branding to crucifixion as serious as crucifixion but still paul sent onesimus back to philemon and wrote to him paul was in the position to instruct philemon as an apostle but he appealed to him as a friend and it just amazes me the basis of this appeal when he was writing to philemon he said that onesimus who was once probably useless to you but he now is useful both to you and to me and he talked about how Onesimus had received the gospel and Onesimus was now more than a slave. Onesimus was now their brother in Christ. And he told Philemon, the same way you would receive me, that is Paul, is the same way I want you to receive Onesimus. If he has wronged you or if he owes you anything, charge it to my account. But know that you owe me your life as well. I mean, that that line always just <laughs> makes me laugh. It, it, it sounds so... so ironic or sarcastic one of those two (laughs) i really like it anyway moving on it's just beautiful to see that the basis for paul's appeal was this man this man that has offended you there's a stronger reason for you to accept him because now he's more than a slave to you he's a brother in christ he's a brother in christ and it was an act of goodness that paul was expecting from Philemon and think about it even by our our human ratings and human expectations it would have been okay if Philemon said this slave wronged me he must go to jail he must go to this but Paul called out to something more tangible the bond we share in Christ the bond we share in Christ and he called out to the goodness in Philemon to show itself basically and that's that's such a beautiful story honestly and then you also see the story in the book of titus i said earlier paul wrote to titus the the book of titus is a letter from paul to his son in the faith 
Titus. So in the first chapter, he was talking about false teachers and then he said they claim to know God but deny him by their works. He goes on to say in chapter 2, talking to Titus now, that he should make himself an example of good works. That his message, that is Titus's message, would be without reproach. And this is really important because Titus was the overseer of the church, of the church in Crete where Paul left him. So you see a father in the faith reminding his son about the importance of good works. And he further explained why good works are important in 2 verse 14, Titus 2 14. He says, because Jesus gave himself for us to redeem us from lawlessness, purifying us to himself, a people eager to do good works people eager to do good work so it is god's will it is what jesus came to do to make us his workmanship created in him to good works then he goes on in verse three and just continues in the entire book like the, the whole book of titus really emphasizes on good works to be honest three verse one to two talks about him reaching out to the congregation and reminding them to be ready for every good work he gives an example of what every good work is in verse 14 where he was telling titus to help apollos and zenas for the work of ministry that he had come for as well another great example and reminder is peter's letter to the church so the book of first peter second peter were letters that peter sent to the church in asia northern asia and they were being persecuted heavily and they're also oppressed by the government of their time they were under emperor nero's reign so they were dealing with a lot and we see peter encouraging these christians in the face of difficulty we see um him saying conduct yourself with honor among the gentiles he also admonishes them to abstain from sinful desires which war against their souls and down in chapter in the entire chapter of first peter 2 he talks about good conduct amongst them he says to submit to every human authority and for me that's just stellar because these people were under nero's rule so they were oppressed but still still peter admonished them to submit to authority and not to rebel he asked them to honor the emperor imagine how difficult that must have been imagine how difficult that must have been and again peter gives reason why um the church should do these things he says because jesus has been a perfect example for us he laid down his life for us and took the punishment for our sins he knew no sin he had no deceit in him yet he took this punishment for us so he has laid a perfect example for us paul puts it this way he said be followers of me as i'm follower of christ so everything that we've seen jesus do every good work we've seen him replicate we see he was compassionate towards people we see that even to the cross he followed through this good work that he had come to do here on earth so as believers it's it's our nature it's it's our obligation to be good and again titus 3 8 when paul was saying those who have believed god should carefully devote themselves unto good works so with all the things that i've been saying with all the things scripture has to say about good works it it takes devotion and many times devotion may not be pleasurable 
it's a duty it's our obligation to do these things and the, the beautiful part is we are not left without help we are not left without help all the help we need to live this life has been given to us because the holy spirit is at work in us powerfully to will and to do of god's pleasure that means you are able to desire to do these things you are able to align yourself with god's will and god's will is that you live a good and blemishless life here on earth that's what god would have you do he would have you love people even when they are not worth loving he would have you be kind to people that are hostile to you and that doesn't make you a fool <laughs> this is not advising you to walk into abusive relationships or be in compromising situations because you're trying to be a good person and all of that that's not the point it's it's an encouragement a reminder that you should not be weary in well-doing there's a wisdom to this thing all right avoid avoid being in situations where you're always a victim like for instance having a friend that abuses you emotionally every time you can relate to that person from a distance but you owe it to that person to respond in love and love does not mean you have to visit the person 24 7 love means you pray for the person that the holy spirit will do a work on that person's heart and you can do that from afar that's a good act that god would have you do not sitting down there and being insulted every time or anything like that so please let's be guided your health is important your mental well-being is important as well so i'll give two more points (laughs) to wrap up this episode now the story jesus gave in matthew 18 it's a parable actually peter had come up to jesus to ask how many times do i forgive my brother seven times and you know you may think about it uh uh-uh, seven times why is he saying seven times he's a very petty person but at that time rabbis instructed or taught their students to forgive offenders three times but the point of jesus saying forgive your brother 17 times 7 was not two so you you start to count it oh you have few chances left be careful be careful <laughs> that was not the point and you see you see jesus went on to tell a parable of the unforgiven servant and how the king forgave the debt of one servant and expected the servant to extend the same hand of grace so the same goodness you received from god the same hand of grace that has been dealt with you you should deal it to others as well let it be habit let it be something you cultivate let it be something you allow the holy ghost to work in you because the truth is many times the holy ghost prompts us to do the right things you're probably in an argument and the holy ghost prompts you to keep quiet or to let go or to not say those hurtful things you're about to say right it's it's a sweet smelling savour to god for you to behave this way and even if the world counts it as foolishness god is pleased with you and that should be the most important thing ever i'll leave you with this second corinthians 5 15 and that he died for us that all who live should no longer live for themselves but for him that died for us and was raised from the dead later in that chapter says that he bore the iniquities of the world and did not count their transgressions against them i was so amazed when i was preparing for this seeing that all the scriptures or many of the scriptures rather that talk about good works 
always relate it back to what Christ did for us. You see scriptures that say, because Christ gave, because Christ loved, because Christ did. So we can do all these things because an example has been set before us. Jesus did it and the same spirit that was in him is powerfully at work in you. So you can, all right? And it's not something to be ashamed of. So be bold about it. You're a good person and that's great. And don't shy away from saying you're a good person. It's not pride. God has made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you are righteous. You're not a filthy worm. You are God's apple. You're the apple of God's eyes. And you should treat yourself as such. You should carry yourself that way. You should respond to people that way. All right. I would love to hear your feedback from this episode. I want to hear funny experiences you've had with this. I want to hear your testimonies. I want to hear your questions. In fact, I would really love us to have a question and answer session soon, probably in the coming month. So please send in your questions so I could compile them and answer them as well. It's always a pleasure having you guys. (laughs) Actually, you guys are having me because you're not here. But anyway, see you next week. Bye.